Well, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to our Wednesday morning service. As uh, you can no doubt tell, this is different. I am uh, I'm not uh, up on the stage like I would normally be uh, doing this live for you. I am uh, I'm actually down at my desk in my basement at my home, and many of you know why. Uh, but in case you haven't heard yet, let me tell you very quickly. Uh, a couple of days ago, my wife, who is a nurse at DePaul Medical Center, began to have a low-grade fever. And as is protocol in the days that we live in, uh, she was tested for the COVID-19 virus. She had had a patient who later was positive, even, uh, we think, positive while she was treating him. And she is positive for the COVID-19 virus. Now, before you worry too much, uh, she has had a fever and some body aches, but we're at home uh, today. She's not had any fever. This is Tuesday. She's not had any fever and uh, is feeling pretty good. And Jack and I have not had any symptoms at all. So we are just trusting in the Lord for his uh, continued protection and her complete recovery. So we appreciate your prayers, but that's the reason that this is different. Now, uh, but also because of that, she is quarantined for 14 days, as are we, but Jack and I, because we have not yet shown any symptoms, we are quarantined an additional 14 days. So if we stay asymptomatic, we without symptoms, we have to go through her whole contagious period and then 14 days of our own. So we're going to be doing this, uh, this video recorded uh, sermon thing for a while. Uh, we, we appreciate your prayers. Uh, also, to let you know, we're going to try this in several different forms. I'm here by myself uh, recording this. I've got a computer and some audio equipment, my microphone on. I'm uh, recording uh, video on the phone and uh, audio on my computer, and then it'll get edited, and then you'll see it. But we're going to try some different settings. This is a dark background with just a light on my face. We'll see how you like this. And then we'll do some things maybe where I'll, I don't know all the different ways. We're going to try until we find the one that we think works the best. But thank you for your patience and for your prayers. And I thought it might be good today if I deviate from, uh, uh, I don't know, just a, a regular prepared sermon and minister to you a little bit from this circumstance. It's a unique circumstance and one that I think holds some potential ministry benefit for you. Because so often people kind of I don't know how you picture pastors and uh, what their lives are like. Um, do I wish this hadn't happened? Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, hindsight. Do I wish I'd just made Leanne quit her job and stay home? Yes, I do. Do I wish? But you can't live wishing and looking in the back. You have to deal with what's before you today. And so with that in mind, I want to direct your attention today uh, to Romans chapter 15, Romans 15, verses 4 through 6. Romans 15, 4 through 6. Paul writes this, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, 36 hours ago, uh, we hadn't anticipated being uh, quarantined. We hadn't anticipated dealing with COVID-19, not as something that you hear on the news, but something that's right here in our home. We hadn't anticipated, uh, anticipated having to deal with the unknown and the uncertainty of all that uh, her uh, diagnosis means. Um, there's just so much unknown out there right now. So I thought it might be good to maybe give you a little bit of a sense of 
you know, what's going on in my mind, what's going on in my heart, and how you deal with it. Um, here's, here's why I want to do that. Because lately we've been, I've been really encouraging you to be a part of uh, hiding the scriptures in your heart. Um, Pastor Roy's Bible reading group that you've heard me talk about so often. I want you to know that there is a very real practical benefit to that. We're living in it right now. There, there are some things here I want to show you. Because uh, at the time, um, you know, it's easy to talk about the scriptures and talk about hope, to talk about encouragement when, uh, when there are no circumstances. But maybe, just maybe, um, the truth of God's word and the power of God's word uh, will mean something more to you uh, hearing it from me in this circumstance than in any other one. Um, sometimes life places us in circumstances that we would much rather not be in. That's certainly true right now. I said life, um, not uh, you know, not uh, not calamity, not famine, not war, not uh, not your own choices. Just living in this world. Um, I haven't yet asked why one time. Why us, Lord? Why? We we do this and we do that and why? Well, because it's it's a it's a useless question without an answer. Why? Because we we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where there is sickness. We live in a world where these bodies age and they break and sometimes they contract viruses. Um there is no more why than that. Um, it's what we do with it now. It's what now that matters, I think. At least it does to me. Uh, and it does to Leanne. What, what do we do with it now? How do we navigate through it now? Because at the time and when these things happen, the real battle, I believe, is, is not against the circumstances. It's against... and. See if you know this to be true. It's against the encroaching hopelessness that comes to steal our testimony and to steal our joy and to steal our emotional stability. Hopelessness that just drains the life out of us. Given enough time and pressure, even the most faithful person can struggle to hold on against the advancing hopelessness, the advancing worry, the advancing anxiety. You say, well, pastor, you, you, you don't have any of that. Hey, listen. I don't know, but that I'll get a fever tomorrow. I don't know what will happen with Jack. I don't know what tomorrow will hold. I, I, I hope some things, but I don't know. Some would like to take the scriptures and put God over a barrel head and say, God has to. God's promise says this. I want you to know that there is, I believe, no absolute promise that, well, I, we talked about it last Sunday. These bodies age. One day, short of the rapture of the church, this body that I live in, it, it will die. There's no avoiding that. It's what we do with it in between this moment and that. That's the testimony. That's the, that's the substance of who we are and what we believe. Do, do we really have faith or do we not? Some want to say that if you have enough faith, well, pastor, if you, if you had more faith, then you could just tell COVID to be gone and it would have to leave. Well, um, man, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't believe I have any shortage of faith right now. 
I know God's word. I know his promises. I know his, his goodness and his love for me and for Leanne and for Jack. I know his provision. I know who we are. I know where our eternity is. I don't have any lack of faith. You see, I think sometimes the enemy tries to condemn us and, and cause us to be so, so destructive on ourselves. If anything bad happens, we either indict God or we indict ourselves. If I had been something more, if I'd been better, if I'd have been stronger, if I'd have been more hopeful, if I'd have known, if I'd have just memorized more scriptures, if I'd fasted longer, if I had done something. But church, I, I our lives aren't filled with sin. This isn't judgment of God. This is life. The question is not why it happened. The question is, what do we do with it now? What do you do when life pours out things on you? Well, wring your hands, curl into the fetal position, suck your thumb. No, no. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. You say, well, how can you say that in the face? Oh my goodness, it's never been, in the face of these circumstances, it's, it's never been more true than it is right now. The faith that lives within us is never more necessary than it is right now. It's easy to be faith-filled when everything is easy and when everybody loves you and when the sun's out and there are no circumstances. But what about now? What do you do now? How do you live now? Well, I find a great formula in verse 4 of Romans chapter 15. Listen to what Paul said again. He says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. It was written for our instruction. Let's, let's stop right there for a moment. Instruction is for something. You don't just go get instructed. When you were in grade school and they started teaching you to do long division or they you started learning the basic understanding of what fractions were, that wasn't meaningless instruction. If you remember, peace builds upon peace, builds upon peace. Uh, you begin to learn your multiplication tables. Then eventually you learn how to do algebra. And then if you went on uh, trigonometry and calculus and, and those sorts of things, each piece built the instruction that you received early built you and prepared you for something later on. This says that for whatever was written, that sounds like God's word, and indeed it is, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction to prepare us for something. We've been prepared for something by what was written. He goes on, that through endurance... And through the encouragement of the scriptures. There's that thing that was written again. So endurance and what was written, the scriptures, it says we might have hope. What's the, what's the formula? Don't quit. Know God's word. And you'll find hope. Don't quit. That's what endurance is. And know God's word. And you'll be filled with hope. And, and that's what we are today. Um... In the face of the most unknown thing that we've faced. Oh, Leanne and I, in almost 37 years of marriage, we've we faced some stuff. But nothing with the uncertainty, the unknown nature of this. So in the face of the unknown, of the uncertain, we need something certain. We need something that we do know. You need something that you're certain about. Something that you do no, something unmovable, something unshakable, something that endures forever, something that even if heaven and earth pass away, 
it endures forever. Well, come on, you know what that heaven and earth may pass away, but my word endures forever. It's God's word that has, was written before for our instruction. Let's talk about the pieces here real quickly in this very simple formula. There is endurance and there is the encouragement of the scripture that lead to hope. Endurance, what is it? Don't quit. Endurance is that thing that says, man, this is hard. This is unpleasant. I don't know the end of this, but I will not quit. It's the ability to not quit. That's what endurance is. Uh, some of you have heard me tell the story before, and not in the time that you have known me has this been true. Uh, but many years ago, I was very much into running and biking and swimming. I, I, I trained in all three of those. Uh, when I first began running, I can remember, man, I didn't want to run half a mile. And over the course of, uh, oh, I don't know, a couple of years, I just kept at it, kept at it. And eventually, I was running six or seven miles when I would go out for running. I'd get on my bicycle, and it would be nothing for me to ride 30 miles, 40 miles in a, in a setting that was normal. And I'd go swim, and it was very unusual for me to swim less than an hour. Just start swimming laps and not stop for an hour. Swim, oh, way more than a mile, sometimes two miles, just swimming, swimming, swimming. The course of all of that, uh, my heart rate began to come down. I noticed I used to train with a heart rate monitor. And when I first started, if my heart rate got over 150, my goodness, I couldn't go anymore. And then eventually it got to where I couldn't get my heart rate to 150. I'd trained so much that I could run a long ways and it would stay in the 120s, 130s, and I could just go and go and go. Uh, but there was a reality that I had to deal with, and that was that I was never going to be any kind of world-class triathlete. I just didn't have the genetics for it. Uh, I wasn't built uh, for long-distance running. My body type isn't prone to that. Uh, I could ride a bike a really long ways. Uh, but if you've noticed, runners and swimmers, they're long, lean. Uh, it's just sort of small body types. And, and I'm built with big chest and shoulders and great big... <laughs> great big thighs, and uh, but I enjoyed it very much. But my genetics were never going to let me get beyond a certain place. But here's the deal. You do have the genetics. You see, you've got a transformed DNA. You were made by God to endure. You've been given by Him. You, you've been given a new birthright, a new spiritual DNA, you're not made to quit. You're made to endure and to do so with hope. So when you face the unknown, don't quit. You can. The scripture says that he won't let you face more than you can endure, and he won't. He's a good shepherd and a faithful steward of your life, and he won't allow you to be overwhelmed. That doesn't mean that the circumstances won't increase or the difficulty won't increase, but you're going to make it if you don't quit. Scripture says that don't grow weary in well-doing, for if we faint not, in due season we will reap a harvest. Don't quit before your harvest. Don't give up before the Lord brings you through. Don't, don't quit. You've got to endure. Secondly, it's not only through endurance, but it's the encouragement of the Scriptures. We've been talking about this a lot uh, do you know another word that is very close in definition to hope? It's the word faith. They're very close in definition. And faith comes from hearing, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 17, 
Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God, from the Word of Christ. It's very good to have other people to turn to in times of difficulty. So many of you, since we did the phone tree this morning, so many texts and encouraging words have come through. I very much appreciate those. Uh, almost any circumstance is made better if you have a brother or a sister there in the midst of it with you. But listen, but there's got to be something that when no one else is there, when no one else is around, in the deep of the night, in the midst of the difficulty, there's got to be something that you hold on to um, that is even more secure than a great network of friends around you. What do the scriptures do for us? They remind us of the character of God. The scriptures are that thing we hold on to. And they remind us of his character. And one of the reasons that it's able that we're able to not be hopeless, even in the face of the unknown, is because of his character, of who he is. What who does the scripture say that he is? First of all, and let me just give you some words and then some scriptures that that I've hidden in my heart, and they're real right now. First of all, he's faithful. God is faithful. Psalm 36 verse 5 says, Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. He's faithful to us. And the circumstances can't change that. He's true. Psalm chapter 18 verse 30 says, This God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. And that's where we are. We're in Him. He's just. He's not only faithful and true, but He's just. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4 says, The rock, His work is perfect, for all His ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is He. My Lord, whom we've entrusted with our lives, He is just. He's also loving 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, you know it. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. He loves me. I have no doubt. He loves Leanne. He loves our family. He loves you. And the circumstances of this world can't alter that in any way. He's available. Deuteronomy 4, 7, For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon Him? He's always available. He's all-powerful. Job 41, 10, No one is so fierce that he dares to stir him up. Who then is he who can stand before me? That's the Lord questioning Job. He's patient. Psalm 103, 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Oh my goodness, He's patient. He's forgiving. Daniel 9, 9. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against Him, and He's kind. Romans 2, 4 says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of His kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance? All of those characteristics are what His Word reminds me of again and again and again. So when I start to say, why, Lord, and bitterness begins to try to enter my heart, the word of God wells up and says, no, remember, he's kind and he's patient and he's loving and he's all powerful. And he's available. Come on. That's who it is, who our lives are in the palm of his hand. That's the one that is 
caring for us and taking care of us. That's the one that's watching over us. And why disappears. I don't need to know why. I know who. Hmm. That's good right there. That's not even in my notes. I don't need to know why. I know who. I know who has me. I know who loves us. I know who has Leanne. I know who has her life. Before she was mine, she was his. He formed her in the womb. He formed me in the womb. He formed Jack in Leanne's womb. He, Come on, he knows us. I know the who. I'll wait for the why. Mm, that's good. But we have this formula. Don't quit. Know the word. And find hope. Hope, the scripture says, hope that does not disappoint. Hope that endures. This verse goes on in verse 5 and 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice. Now what's the purpose? Glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when I tell you that I love the Lord or when you tell someone else that you love the Lord, and it's sunshiny every day. They may hear you, but they may not necessarily believe you. But when they see you and I walk through the difficult circumstances of life, and we do so with hope and with trust and with belief in who He is, my goodness, the testimony of that rings so true to people's hearts. So in this period of time that we're all living through, don't lose your hope. When you go through loss or difficulty or who knows, circumstances of job loss or a report from the doctors that you didn't want or who knows, don't lose your testimony. Don't let hope leave. Remember who your father is. And the only way to do that is to not quit and to hide his word in your heart. Your father has passed on to you the ability to endure whatever comes into your life while at the same time bringing glory to His name. Bringing glory to His name. I want to surround myself with people who have endured great difficulty and have done so with a testimony of faithfulness and gentleness and strength and faithfulness and hope. Anybody can blow up when it gets hard. Let me say that again. Anybody, everybody, can blow up and get angry when it gets hard or despair when it gets lonely or quit when the circumstances turn against you. But it's the people of God. It's the people of God. It's the giants in the faith that stare adversity in the faith and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And I want you to know today that's our testimony. You say, Pastor, you better be careful. Careful, You don't know what tomorrow may bring. You may have to eat those words. I guarantee you I won't eat these words. He will still be faithful tomorrow. Regardless of what happens. He's faithful. Come on. He is true. He is lovely. He is good. He is kind. He's available. He is our God. Amen. And you can lean on Him. Not just when the sun is shining and the parade is going by celebrating you but when life deals you uncertainty and you don't know what's coming in the tomorrows that stretch out in front of you i want you to know that if you'll hide his word in his heart and you'll not quit he will through the holy spirit's presence 
and the strength that his word brings, he will pour hope into your spirit and you'll rise above things that others won't be able to. God is still on his throne. Amen. And he is a good God with good things for his children. Father, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for the promises of your word. And Lord, the practical nature of your word. It's not just, it's not just churchy stuff, Lord. It's for times like this. Your word is what we stand upon and believe in and trust. Lord, I do pray for complete healing for Leanne. I pray for complete healing for Jack and I and for all of those that have been affected by this. I pray, Father, that you would remove this virus from our world. Oh, we bless you. Father, between that moment and this moment, I pray that the body of Christ would give you glory and give you praise. We bless you and we love you and we give all of this to you in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for being here with me this morning. Uh, the plan is to be back here tonight at 7 o'clock for our study of 1 John. Going to be some great, some more great uh, theological truths from 1 John. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be here. I hope to see you at 7 o'clock tonight. And then 10.30 on Sundays, don't forget to share that and share all these broadcasts. Invite your friends. Uh, stay true to the Lord. Stay in His Word. Bless one another. God bless you. We'll see you back here online again tonight or at another time very soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.